Doors are closing. Okay, rolling. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Looking Differently podcast. This is Tzu Yang here today. And I'm here today with Afra. Hello. <laughs> and we just had dinner and we are here today to actually kind of just reflect back and chit-chat about the past three episodes of the Are You Singaporean uh, series of conversations that we, you know, each of us had with our friends, starting with Afra with, you know, her friend Vijay and then myself with uh, my friend Arina and then Syed with his uh, childhood friend Harvey. And we think all these, all these three conversations were very different and very interesting in each of you know in their own ways and um yet i mean why we want to do this episode is also because we want to also break down some of these uh conversations a bit deeper we go a bit deeper and like, analyze some of the things that we have talked about with our friends and you know um just reflect back on and uh, you know uh, think a bit deeper and you know uh also address some of like say the comments that we have received from our own listeners and friends yeah so uh, so yeah, let's do a short recap uh, of the episodes so for I mean of course we recommend all of you to listen to all three episodes in case you haven't because they are all awesome but <laughs> uh yeah you want to share about your episode with vj um yeah well i guess yeah so i'd of course definitely recommend everyone to listen to my episode with vj not just because it's the first episode um <clears throat> but also because and not just because I'm possibly biased towards Vijay because she's my friend, um, but I think Vijay's, um, my episode with Vijay was very interesting because to me, um, my conversation with her felt like um, a very good representation of the fact that um, there are so many different ways in which to live life. And that kind of goes back to the title of our our project, which is Looking Differently. Um, so Vijay, you know, if you listen to the episode, you'll realize that she is, um, she's mixed Chinese and Indian or Chindian, and she's Singaporean. Um, but she shares with us how, uh, you know, her identity is often mistaken. Um, she shares with us how there are so many Chindians in Singapore, but they all have different experiences living in Singapore. She shares with us how, um, you know, how she has, there are, there are certain, there are certain, how do I say this? Uh, I don't want to say too much now because I want to say everything <laughs> else later. Um, but yeah, I guess, okay, if I could very briefly just summarize what the conversation with Vijay was about, it's that... Um, like I said earlier, there are so many different ways in which to live, um, which are contrary maybe to what we think about life in Singapore. Maybe some of us think that life in Singapore is straightforward mm. and that there is a manual or a guidebook um, on how to live it. But I think as 
um, Vijay concluded, if I'm not wrong, during her session is that um, she sees a future in which people are accepting of these different ways in which to live life. So that's, I think, something we can go into later. Okay, and then for the second second episode of the series uh, was my conversation with my friend Arena. Um, Arena's story is also very unique. Um, who she came from Moscow where the, during her teenage years, and then uh, you know she was back and forth uh, from in Singapore and then Moscow and then Singapore again, and then eventually end up. Uh, uh, coming here for her diploma and you know end up living and working here for the long run and um, she shared with us you know her her struggles of uh, you know integrating into Singapore uh, being being uh, quote unquote white and uh, you know living with that uh you know the skin color the identity uh, with the assumptions people make about her uh whether they you know see her, i don't think it's you know it's very straightforward of you know whether it's negative or positive you know it's mm. it's that and it's both of that and also think everything in between um she shares about how you know she has a uh, when she goes back to Moscow, and you know, the she sees a stark differences if of people's attitudes towards a difference, you know, especially in terms of, like say in terms of religion, and she she finds it very shocking, and you know, she can't tolerate it, and how these are you know uh, a result of living here, and how um yeah she, I think how she concluded that conversation was about how Singapore. While it has many many things it can do better in, it's uh, it's you know one of she she do in her opinion lah. You know I don't want to sound like a self bragging like Singaporean, which I really am not one. But in her words, I think she's she thinks Singapore has uh, a lot of good things about it in terms of its you know. Uh, integration of you know the different communities and uh, the way people live together, and then finally we have uh, Harvey's episode where he uh, talks to Syed about now their childhood, uh, growing up together, and then you know how Syed got to know him first uh, through uh, Malay language class in primary school, and you know the. Um, Syed finding it strange that this Malay speaking person is not a Muslim <laughs> and uh, and Harvey sharing about his you know struggles you know, going through um, Bahasa Malayu class in uh, through his uh, schooling days and you know um, and then they moved on to talk about like uh, I think he also shared a quite interesting part I mean we can talk about all this later so actually yeah, then he goes on to talk about his sports, uh, his, his sporting career, you know, coming from uh, being good at sports since young and then becoming a professional uh, athlete in the sport of rugby. And, uh, you know, him you know, playing for both the Singapore and the Philippines uh, national team. And, you know, him having this very interesting perspective of, 
not seeing a very big contradiction in doing the uh you know playing for both teams at that call you know seeing no contradiction in being a Filipino and a Singaporean at the same time yeah being very proudly Singaporean yet you know very much proud of his Filipino heritage mm-hmm. so I think all three episodes are so interesting in their own right they are, they really show a don't sound irritating but uh, really <laughs> a way of looking differently right <laughs> You know, it's like uh, it's so because I think why I think we can jump into why we even wanted to do these uh conversations uh off the back of my head I think one of the things I mean just what we just said you know it's about um how these three people who are, you know, they are not public figures, you know, they don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram or they don't appear like every other week on the newspaper, but they have very interesting uh, insights Mm -hmm. from their personal experiences, their own ways of uh, rationalizing uh, uh, their lives in Singapore. And I think um, that I guess that's really the at the core what we have been trying to do with this podcast, which was you know to foreground some of these uh, voices that would otherwise be you know uh, we wouldn't hear because mm-hmm. you know you know we often just hear the people who already have kind of that platform, have that audience. So I guess with our you know very humble and you know slowly growing very slowly growing uh, podcast so if you're listening you can share with your friends and <laughs> have, you know, have uh, spread the word yeah we want to share all these you know, smaller voices with a larger uh, audience mm-hmm. yeah and I think you know to our listeners like don't just be passive listeners like mm. if you have your own stories because I think you mentioned how um people have been reacting to our episodes right um but as as you'll mention later people react in a certain way um but maybe we would also like to see other reactions in the form of hearing your stories if you have any because it's a cliche but everybody has their own story um and and that's what we want to celebrate i think yeah i mean you brought up like the responses we got from the past three episodes I mean it's not a lot it's not like we're getting like I wish our inboxes (laughs) were getting like clocked up with like responses and everything but no but I mean we have been getting quite a few very interesting ones and we just now we were discussing about how we want to share about them Um, because I think uh, we want to share about why why are we even doing uh, you know this series of are you Singaporean why 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 do we even want to ask this question why do we why do we care about you know this idea of what makes a real so called real Singaporean and um, I actually even had a friend who who saw me you know every time a new episode comes up then I would just keep spamming my Insta stories and you know sharing about each episode because I'm so excited to share and then uh, a friend. Was like respond. He responded uh, with, well, I think he I shared one of the episodes saying you know. I think he 
think it was Arena's one where the the post the Instagram post said like you know Singa- uh, Arena has been living here for the past 10 years and considered Singapore home but not everyone's convinced mm-hmm. and then my friend's like huh but why is, why does it even matter mm-hmm. you know and, um, I think it really uh, made me think about the reasons why we even started the, this why we even want to talk about this this issue like. and I think the time when we you know in the the, you know, the past few months when we were like you know discussing and planning everything you know how to you know structure like the the series of conversations one one big thing that happened was uh, I mean obviously we, we are still living in the time of the pandemic the COVID-19 pandemic but one big thing that happened at the time when we were thinking about this episode was uh, the Delta variant that uh, emerged and you know um, it was first uh, uh, discovered in India and at first everyone was calling it like the quote unquote Indian variant and uh, this had very negative consequences lah, because what we saw in Singapore was some really horrible acts of racism and hate crime uh, for instance um, I believe there was like uh, this Indian auntie who got uh, you know, whacked you know, like photos of her going around social media of you know her bruises yeah her bruises yeah. and everything and and I feel abs- I feel it's so absurd to even have to make this assertion that she's happens to be a Singaporean because <laughs> why does that matter right like mm-hmm. um, do people have to walk around with you know pasting their passport or their IC on their foreheads to prove their citizenship so that they don't get whacked for you know, supposedly carrying a virus. You know, supposedly intentionally coming to uh, destroy a country. You know, like that's I feel that's so uh, absurd, la. And I think the because you see when when that 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 racist person went around, you know, on a witch hunt to to find the so-called culprit of the you know the delta variant that person had a certain image in his mind of a singaporean and a non-singaporean and a foreigner and a so-called local and when he you know i, I imagine it like some kind of video game and he like he saw that face and like you target and yo it's in that in in that logic uh that person has a certain uh, list of characteristics of what is a Singaporean and mm-hmm. to him that person who is of Indian descent uh, was seen as an outsider was mm-hmm. seen as non-Singaporean was seen as like you know this outsider who was bringing in uh, deadly virus to kill people obviously that was not the case and so in just with this example um we can look at this idea of uh what uh you know academics would call like xenophobia you know the the fear of 
uh, fear of the foreigners, fear of the foreign, you know, whatever is foreign, whether it's culture or people or uh, etc. And or we can look at it in terms of uh, you know nationalism, which is you know this love and pride for our country, and even if you know we are not careful, like the slow that slow aging, you know, we're slowly getting close to that idea of ethno nationalism, which you know is the mixture of the word like ethnicity and nationalism, which uh refer to you know how do you define it just now. <laughs> um, I guess when national identity or maybe pride for a nation yeah. is defined based on a particular ethnic group's identity or maybe mm. based on um, the primacy of a specific ethnic group, which ends up becoming exclusivist and, you know, meaning excluding other ethnic groups like disadvantaging other ethnic groups mm. yeah and that of course is, is dangerous that yeah. exclusivism yeah so yeah I mean which is very ironic when we come from this country that um, prides itself in its you know multiracialism multiculturalism you know in mm. its uh, in its you know in the pledge the equal treatment of uh, mm-hmm. people's regardless of race language and religion mm-hmm. and you know yet we have people around here who have you know very warped ideas about what it means to be a Singaporean and mm-hmm. and this is also of course foregrounded uh, or even I would say backgrounded by um, the increasing anxieties of you know foreigners coming to the country and I don't think this is uh, exclusive to Singapore mm-hmm. you know we see this all around the world where people are you know uh, there's this fear of you know um, globalization you know jobs leaving the country you know factories moving to other countries and in the Singapore case it's the fear of you know foreigners stealing jobs and and then you know that you know, every now and then when there's news about these things you know the comment sections on like facebook or youtube or instagram would be like filled with you know sometimes very horrible kinds of comments so um yeah so i guess that's why you know we bring in three stories of three individuals with uh, very different uh, ways of uh, yeah they are they have lived here for a very long time they they identify strongly with Singapore in uh, Harvey and v, uh, Harvey and uh, VJ's case they have, they are born here mm-hmm. um, in Arina's case she has lived here for a very long time she she loves Singapore um and they have each have you know have been asked that question they have been you know questioned their their citizenship their loyalties their their love for the country have been questioned before so i guess that's why you know we started this wanted to talk talk to my, our friends about these uh these issues and these their experiences mm-hmm. yeah with 
Vijay or anything. I Vijay, if you're listening to this, right, I enjoyed our conversation so much, but you mentioned so many things that I just don't know which one to talk about because I felt like, um, and I think I emphasize this a lot during the conversation, is that Vijay just had um, several gems to share with us. Like there were so many sentences that she had which um, have stuck with me or which I thought just very nicely um, summarized or encapsulated things about, about life in Singapore. Um, where should I... Yeah, where am I supposed to start? <laughs> I'm looking at notes on my phone and I'm just wondering what's most important. I, no, I think we can... It, because just now you mentioned the idea of... the uh, For you, this series being uh, representing the diversity of experiences. Right? Mm-hmm. The uh, characters that we have talked to. Them yes. being, you know... Um, You, you you said it quite interestingly just now about how you know you may be a so called Chindian quote unquote Chindian yet you your ex your so called Chindian experience is like different from yes another Chindian that that applies to every every single person in the world right like you can be yeah you know whatever category I put you in you know or your woman then but every woman's experience is different exactly. I have you can bring bring it down to those most ridiculous kinds of uh of uh, categorizations like oh you have long hair. Yeah. Oh, you have curly hair. Yeah. So, but obviously not everyone who has curly hair has the same life experiences. So Yeah, you wanna talk about that? Yeah. Um before I zoom into that, I think just so on a slightly more macro level, the reasons our three guests um are different from one another is that um like you said, they all have a connection to Singapore, a love for Singapore. Um that's what ties them together obviously. Um so Vijay, her story was based mostly on what it's like for her as a mixed race, specifically Chinese Indian um, person living in Singapore, right? For Arina, it's a um, what it's like for a foreigner or a so-called white person, as you said earlier, like a Russian who is living in Singapore, has been living in Singapore for several years. Um, what that feels like. Um, and then for Harvey, it's more about his dual national identities somewhat right because I think his story was more about national identity being Singaporean but also having a connection to the Philippines um, it wasn't so much about his ethnicity I would say as compared to Vijay for example um, but yeah going back to race and ethnicity so Vijay one of the sentences she said is you know there are so many of us she was talking about how she um, went for a lecture on Singapore, a Singapore studies lecture back in university and she took a module on South Asia um, and she was going through the the name list and mm. she saw all these names um, and she could tell that they were Indian names I think that's what she said but when she saw them in class she could tell that so many of them were Chindian like just by the way they look right um, and so yeah she said you know there are just so many of us around but you will see that there are so many different mixtures I mean so you just don't have Chindians but you also have um Malay Indians or Chinese Malays or yeah or Chinese Indians obviously um so 
all of us, including myself, mixed race people in Singapore, we have different experience experiences. Maybe some of us have better experiences. Maybe some like Harvey, for example. Um, even though again, his is not so much based on ethnicity, but well, yes, actually, right. Um, but the rest of us maybe have slightly more negative experiences, mm. as as Vijay said. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's very that's something that's very important for us to realize. Um, and this goes back to what that person who responded to you said, right? The guy who asked, "So what? Mm. Why does it matter?" Um, to answer that question, I think it matters because when you live in a society and specifically a society, like you said, that takes so much pride in being multiracial, multicultural, um, you have to, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the people living around you. And you have to understand that what they go through is their own individual experience. And it's not up to us to listen to their story and say, so what? Right? Yeah. It's it's not up to us and say, no, I don't think that's racism. Um, it's really what that person goes through, how that person interprets that particular experience, how that person feels, right? Um, and this links back to what Vijay said about how um, people are entitled to their feelings of hurt, right? But they also need to be heard, right? So when we listen to these people's stories, it matters to them when we actually hear their stories. We actively listen um, mm. and we validate and we say, I understand that, that this is what you went through. Um, and also just to acknowledge the fact that, you know, even though we take so much pride in Singapore being so diverse, um, we're not perfect, right? Singapore is not perfect in terms of how we treat people yeah. who are different from us. We're not perfect in terms of managing our differences and our diversity and i think that's something that's very important for us to think about yeah mm. yeah i mean i think in in response to that i also feel like there's there are so many variables that go into all these uh experiences mm. like that go beyond uh your so-called yeah i mean if you talk about i mean I myself, I find always find the term race also very such a blunt term. You mm -hmm. know, it's, what does it? Uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, lah. I don't want. I don't want to open the can of worms. But okay, <laughs> but I'll just say that if we think about race in terms, of, let's say, of a series of physical attributes, mm -hmm. or you know, just very general stereotypes of uh, what a so-called pers this person is, like you know. If you're of this race and you look like this, you have a certain you know, physical characteristics and you eat a certain, you do certain things, you eat certain kinds of food, blah, blah, blah. Um, yet, on top of that categorization, there are so many other ways that people's lives are different. Mm -hmm. Like, off the cuff, you know, uh, I would say, you know, economic uh background your your class your mm -hmm. your gender your mm -hmm. sexuality your religion you know whether you're good looking or not whether you're tall or short <laughs> good looking or not <laughs> yeah i mean it makes a huge difference right like mm -hmm. by society standards yeah, you mean. yeah yeah i mean like you know if you're 
you know, really handsome or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, and maybe you're a minority, but you happen to be so good looking and charismatic. Maybe you get along very well with, I know people like that, you see, mm. and could be doing very well, you know, having leadership roles in school and then eventually at work. You know, not necessarily, yes, you know, I'm sure people, I know people who have, you know, who are like that and have experienced racism before, you mm -hmm. see, but, it, but they are, you know, doing very well in life. You know, they're, they're doing great jobs, earning lots of money and, you know, very confident in whatever they do. Mm -hmm. So I think so many variables go into each person's uh, experience. Mm -hmm. And like you said, la, you know, like, let's say you belong to one category, you know, oh, I happen to be so, for instance, or I've, you know, I don't want to put a, I don't want to give an example of, um, but I would just say, la, let's say you belong to a certain race and then, you know, maybe you, you didn't experience racism or you didn't experience discrimination mm -hmm. for whatever group you belong to, but another person experienced, experienced it experience that la, and it's and then you can't say but it can't be what you know because i'm from the same group like mm. you know how can you know i don't think yeah i think you're overthinking it mm. but then then you know that's not very nice la, right because that person obviously felt hurt yeah. for whatever reason la, you know and vice versa la, like the same person who who goes up to that person who didn't experience any horrible negative things and then says, oh, oh you're not a real, you know, you're, you're not real this and this, you know, because you you don't feel like shit over, you know, over uh, your racism and discrimination. Mm. You know? That's also, I feel that's also like an unfair statement. Like, you know? So I think individuals are individuals like we are we are each of our experiences are so unique like it's very hard to box into all these you know categories so easily yes yeah yeah, yeah categories are a scary thing right um i think this is something vj mentioned as well like how our ics um they are identification cards right that's what it says you know she said she, i remember during the session she said i think on our no she said i'm sure on our ics it says identification card but neither one of us um checked what it actually says on our ics after that and i still haven't checked but i think it does say identification but the point is she said that um our ICs are identification cards, so they are meant for categorization. They are not identity cards, right? There's a mm, difference between mm, identification mm. and identity. So our ICs don't reflect um, who we are as a person, right? Um, maybe they just reflect our nationality, depending on whether you have a blue IC or a pink IC. Um, but even the race written on them might not might not be an accurate representation or. Yeah. Um, whatever it is of, of who you are. Um, but, you know, that's when Vijay brought up the important point about how um, categorization is kind of inevitable, right, for human beings to a certain extent. We so easily fall prey to wanting to categorize because, one, it makes things easier for us to a certain extent. Two, because of this need to... Um, establish some sort of connection with mm. people who are similar to us, 
right? But and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to establish a connection with people who are similar to you. We need that, right? As human mm. beings, we are social beings. But it becomes dangerous when you start to um, portray these people who are different from you as lesser than you, or you know, creating problematic stereotypes about these people, or invalidating their experiences in society or or just simply seeing them as irredeemably different like, you know it's like you because you possess that identity you know, you have that race you have that religion etc etc yeah i can never we can never understand each other we can never get along exactly um, and not even I mean, even before the step of we can never so-and-so or such-and-such, such, um, even just the idea of what's the need, right? Mm. Um, it's one thing to say we can never, and it's another thing to say, I no need, what's the point? Yeah. Um, there are some people who are like that, right? What's the point of getting to know this other, other person who looks different from me? Um, and that's why Vijay said, you know, sometimes conversations about... Um, multiracialism or multiculturalism in Singapore is not always about raising awareness about diversity. Like, we know that diversity exists. Mm. We can see it, right? No matter how exclusive our social circles are, you can't live a life in Singapore not even seeing diversity, mm. right? Even if you don't experience it on a daily basis, you definitely see it. Um, and so that's why something important Vijay said is that conversations about diversity in Singapore is not about raising awareness it's more about getting people to understand themselves better um, to question what are they doing with their lives in terms of um, who they're talking to or what they think about other people and Vijay said you know we need to look at our own social circles look inwardly and ask ourselves what's missing Right? Um, so I think that's very important. So, you As know, in what's missing in terms of like. In terms of who is in our life, mm. right? Um, so, because it goes back to the point about categorization or wanting to establish a connection with certain people um, who are similar to you. And so, while I said there's nothing wrong with that, but can we do more? Right? Yeah, as in, in with regard to that, like. I mean, to just put out my own observations of my life here in Singapore, you know, whether it was in school or, you know, with friends and maybe in NS or just things I see out on the street, in mm -hmm. the malls, in the coffee shops. Uh, just this, I, uh, you know, because I, as I understand where, what, what VJ means by that and yet at the same time, I feel like uh, a lot of times people don't make these very conscious decisions in mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, so-called sticking to their quote-unquote their kind, you know. Mm -hmm. like, sure. For instance, like in NUS, you know, sometimes you see the cliques are very racialized, you know. Oh, I have, you know, Chinese, uh, Singaporean Chinese friends who don't have a single minority friend mm -hmm. in their cliques. I have Malay friends who only hang out with fellow Malays. You mm -hmm. know, and, and to some extent, it's like I can understand the you know, convenience, you know, of you know, being with your kind, you know. 
oh, if we are all Muslim, then we can, you know, all go eat halal food together. We can go pray together. You know, if, you know, we hang out with the, like, the non-Muslims and, you know, we inconvenience them, you know, they will find us uh, being difficult, for instance, like, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, like, you know, it's like, you see, it's not like people are being like, they don't, they don't intentionally choose to be, you know, mm. Don't choose to be you know, exclusive, you know, in that sense. You know, they they just naturally they don't they're not aware. They are just going about their day, and then you know, so happen. Oh, you know, just like yeah, you know, never like for like you know, like non-Muslims, you know, never ever having to consider that uh, be a friend may have to have a vegetarian or halal option, you know, uh, and. You know, your friend needs to, you know, go pray or, you know, all these small, small things and all these things translate bigger into bigger things as we grow older when Mm. uh, it's our social circles and then like how, and I think it eventually leads us back to that question of this, this, uh, these three episodes, the the underlying theme of, are you Singaporean? Because when, for instance, like, if you are Singaporean Chinese and then all you do, all your friends, like 99.5% of your friends are all Chinese. Maybe you have like one or two Indian and Malay friends in your life and maybe they weren't, you're not even that close. Maybe they were like, you're just like classmates or NS came and went in your life. So the rest of your life, you know, it's very much, you know, you, your interactions with your non-Chinese people happen to just be or when you have prata maybe you're talking to a a taxi driver or maybe you're talking to staff at the petrol kiosk for instance and uh, outside of that, you know, all you do, you know, you go have you celebrate Chinese New Year. You have uh, you your high tea lao, your 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 steamboat. You know, you you your culturally, you know, everything is very much centered in around you know Chinese culture, Chinese identity. Uh, you know, with your friends, very openly. Whereas unselfconsciously you speak a lot of Chinese, uh, you mix of English and Chinese, um, and then one one fine day, and suddenly you have let's say a new colleague that happens to be a non-Chinese, you know, happens to be it happens to be an Indian or even someone who defies those categories, you know. Then how do you, you know, how how do you uh? get along with that person how do you uh for instance you um yeah you how how like you know you do you, i because i've seen this before like people who have not had a single minority friend in their life and then when they they are very awkward they become very awkward around them they're they trying to be nice and accommodate but because they lack so much understanding they don't mm. know Oh, you, you Malay, ah? oh, oh, so you like to eat nasi lemak, is it? You know, it's that, that kind oh of, uh, 
you know that kind of uh, stereotype like let's say let's say you're with like a like a Indian person who is maybe you know free thinker mm. no, no no dietary restrictions anything but your first first uh, let's say you go makan and then the first thing you think oh oh you, you, is it you want to eat prata mm. you know like for instance something like that la, and you know, it's not that I think th- that person is not being trying to be a hateful person. Of course, but it's because of the kind of experiences mm-hmm. you know that shape that person to make that person think that you know like, to 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 not know how to face these situations. And I mean, obviously, you know, uh. Social engineering can only go so far, and you know, you're mixing people here and there. But and and hopefully, you know, people who are in these situations, hopefully, through trial and error, you know, they become more understanding. They they gain that understanding. They become more sensitive. You know, and yeah, I mean, all these things we we can't force it lah onto people, right? But I actually also want to go down even deeper and even darker. Let's say. Let's say this person who spends all day long with his, with Chinese people only, and then maybe is uh you know yeah never maybe is uh more comfortable with the Chinese language and reads a lot only is only exposed to Chinese media, you know so very much their life in Singapore is shaped by mm-hmm. being Chinese and you know Chinese race Chinese identity. Then when the virus that comes that is discovered in India, and then they see, and they see this dark-skinned person walk past them, it's like, oh my God, that person must be a foreigner. Then goes up and like, hey, who the hell do you think you are? You know, and then maybe go. So this is, I think, why this is really for me why this is so important to talk about because it's not like it's. It's not a, it's not like a. I don't think people are horrible, malicious. You know, like the. I don't think, uh, you, you know, when think about racism across the world, at least in uh, you know, a lot of times when we look at the when Western media, like, you know, the like Nazis or you know Ku Klux Klan, you know, like these people who believe in uh, oh, oh, the white identity, white purity, blah blah blah, and then they hate all this. You know, they're they're very. It's it's almost theatrical and the I mean a lot of times we see this in movies and everything right? so mm-hmm. a lot of times it's very theatrical the, like, the kind of hatred of the, the other but actually you know the this kind of fear of the other the, the, that leads into that hatred actually maybe often it's like you know very banal it's, it, it occurs in a very banal way a very mundane you know very everyday way like through you know just this and the the days, weeks, months, years of you know, just growing up and growing old into a you know this bubble of you know within your so-called own people, and then having these perceptions that people that don't look like you are somehow completely different, and you know they are lesser, you know they. Look at them suspiciously. You don't want to talk to them at all. You just like look at them from afar. You don't want to sit near them. You know, so that's why I think this these 
conversations are important. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's also not just about um you know, it's it's not just about belonging to one race and um not having friends from another race. I mean um so you know, maybe, you know, everybody, you know, should look inwards and see what's missing and maybe what if they have the desire to get to know, you know, somebody from another race, then of course that's wonderful, right? But beyond that, um it's not just having awareness or engaging in diversity when it comes to the different races that we have in Singapore, but it's also acknowledging that we can't actually be categorized so neatly, right? We can't actually be boxed up so neatly the way policymakers want us to be boxed up or the way even people in our everyday lives want us to be boxed up, right? And so Vijay and I think Harvey to a certain extent are representations of that because they have mixed identities. Um, so Vijay as um, H. Indian, you know, she talks, she says, again, something that was so nice to hear. Um, she said that I'm Chinese as much as I'm Indian and I'm Indian as much as I'm Chinese, right? And then she she asked a question, um, like she says, I mean, when, when talking about how people ask her, are you more Chinese or are you more Indian? She says, where do you want me to draw the line? Right down the center, right? Um, which obviously just doesn't make sense. How can you draw such a line? Yeah. Um, maybe, yes, for some people, it's easy to say, depending on their upbringing, maybe it's easier to say that I feel more connected to this particular culture than I do to the other. But the point is that all of us, or rather many of us, maybe, um, straddle different identities right not everybody belongs to one specific identity and that's i think important for us to realize here in singapore because again i mean by now this is it's like a broken record right we talk about cmio all the time but it's so um it's just so artificial and so superficial because yeah. nobody you can't say that everybody belongs to either cmio um so yeah, I think that's important as well. Just realize that there are people like us out there who just don't fit neatly. And that's kind of beautiful as much as some people see it mm. as difficult to understand or um, see it as something that doesn't make sense or see it as problematic. I think there's actually beauty in it. Um, yeah. I think it's... I'm not sure if I want to go down this go into this wormhole uh, of this idea of uh, as in what thing what you just brought up about people being unable to comprehend mm. when someone you know physically you know doesn't seem to fit into a box yeah you know physical looks and And I think this is very much because of our kind of faith and belief in the logic of race, right? The mm -hmm. you know, if I mix, if I mix kopi o with susu, <laughs> I'll get kopi uh, susu, and then you know, uh, I mean susu being milk, uh, and then uh, you know, as though like you are like skin color and you know, all these physical attributes can be so it's, it's like almost like 
one plus one equals two for a lot of people. Like, you know, if your if your father is you know very dark skin, your mother is very light skin, then you in the middle lah, right? You in the you know, and and you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this we can leave for another episode. Like we can, I think this is, a, this is something that is, I, I think a lot about, about uh, how, the rash, how we rationalize race in Singapore. And actually it's very uh, different from you know, the mainstream discourse globally, you know, which is the one that comes from America. White and black uh, cotomy. You know, it's very different here. But I think we can talk about that another time. I think for me now, I want to also share a bit about like my conversation arena. And you know, I think a lot of people will be like, huh? When I, gonna, when I mentioned this, but actually arena is not Singaporean by citizenship. She does not hold a red passport. And... Yet, you see, that's what, and yet I asked her to come on, you see, because, you see, I mean, I feel that being Singaporean, whatever this identity is supposed to mean, uh, like you said, like, it goes beyond whatever is said on your so-called identification card, on your, what is your, the color, what's the color of your card, what's the color of your passport, you know, um, for instance, I mean, like I can pretty much break down this uh, this, fa- this logical fallacy very quickly, like, For instance, okay, let's take Arena. Okay, she came here and you know, in her teens, she grew up. Not, she didn't grow up, grew up here, but you know, she spent so much time here. She very much uh, tried. I don't think she's like trying, trying, but you know, she's not like consciously trying to live apart from. Singapore, uh, you know, life in Singapore, like how the people who live here, how, you know, she goes to have a deo at the coffee shops, you know, she makes friends with the, with the cashier at the mamak shop, you know, at the, and then she, you know, picks up a bit of Mandarin, you know, she, you listen to the way she speaks, like what Afra said just now, she sounds, it's like this very interesting mix of uh, Russian and Singlish. So this person, and you know, I can talk to her about like, you know, oh, where to go in Singapore. She knows Singapore very well, all the different locations, different neighborhoods, you know, different quirks of different neighborhoods. And she does not have a Singapore passport. Whereas like, a, let's say a person who is Singaporean, who is a Singapore citizen by, you know, in official terms lah. But happened to live abroad for all his or his or her life. Let's say lived in, um, you know, Germany or his or her life, and then maybe it's a guy they had to come back to Singapore serve his NS, and then he speaks in this very strange European accent. You know, he may look maybe it's a Chinese person, maybe it's an Indian person, may look so called. You know, fit the CMIO category categorization, but culturally, experientially, everything is nothing to do with it. Probably won't want to live here after NS. Probably wants to go back to Germany, go somewhere else in the world, for instance. 
So in that case, can you easily tell me who is Singaporean, who is not? You know, and I guess one of the one of the things people would say against me, what I just said, is that I think a lot of people would define, let's say, especially among guys, you know, because we serve NS. Mm. So it's like, oh, because you know we sacrifice our two years, you know, therefore you know. Legitimate here, you know, because we we just sacrifice for this country. But then, very easily, I can respond with, "What about women? Right? I mean, does that mean women are less loyal or less? They love this place less? You know? So, I mean, all this this logic of you know trying to you know." put people into whatever box, whether it's the race box or you know, nationality box. Mm. It works on you know, the bureaucratic level of you know filling up forms and everything. Somehow these things we have to somehow people need to know these things. But when it comes down to the individual, the all these small things in a person's life. These things suddenly, you know, they seem so fragile like Singaporean citizenship of that guy who grew up in Germany, you know, means nothing more than a red passport and back to serve two years of NS, you know, then after that, nothing. And then and for another person like Arina who by strong, so strongly in this country, yet it's not a citizen. So yeah, I mean, in that aspect, I found her, her, that, I mean, that is the re- the very reason why I want to call her on to speak. Yeah, I think I think to me what stood out about Arina's conversation with you or about her sharing was when she talked about how uh, when she goes back to Moscow and um, her friends and her family, they say horrible things apparently about other religions. And Arina, as somebody who has spent years living in Singapore, finds that to be very offensive. Um, you know, whether what the people in Moscow said comes from a place of ignorance or comes from a place of um, outright prejudice. She she comes to the defense, you know, of, of these other religions or these people in Singapore. And that is so, I think that's a lesson for all of us because it shows us how, you know, your um, nationality or the color of your IC or your passport does not, um I mean you don't you don't have to officially belong or officially have a specific identity in order to love the inhabitants or the whatever it is that's attributed to that specific identity. So you don't have to be Singaporean in order to love Singapore. You don't have to be Singaporean in order to defend Singapore. You don't have to be Singaporean in order to feel hurt when people offend Singapore. Right? I mean, would every other Singaporean who... No, that sounds like a mean question. <laughs> but I was going to ask, like, would every other Singaporean, when you go abroad and you meet people who say awful things about other races or awful things about other religions, would you be quick to defend them? I mean, that's a question for Singaporeans to ask themselves, I think. Um, but yeah, it's also just a lesson to us that nationality, while important, right? While... Um, Love for your country is important. Um, 
we're not discounting anyone's um, patriotism or loyalty to the country or anything but I think the point in us bringing this up is to show how I guess just to question the meaning of nationalism or nationality right what it means to us um, how it um, defines the ways in which we live and interact with other people Um, yeah I guess for me it's like a well, I mean, I would slightly differ from your what your, your take. In, for me, am I, am I speaking to the mic? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for me, nationality becomes this very vague thing sometimes. Sure. Um, that you know, beyond the bureaucracies, you know, of, you know, going through customs, you know, going through, you know, having, I mean, you see, it has very practical, very real uh, consequences. Mm-hmm. This, this uh, card that we possess, this, you know, our, our data being put into a, system, a computer system, you know, and, you know, identifying us as such. All these things have very real consequences, like, you know, in terms of your access to healthcare, education, mm-hmm or your so-called national obligation to, to die for your country, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the through these three <coughs> conversations, I mean, like like we said just now, you know, it doesn't really matter what we actually think, like, about what, uh, what, uh, VJ, Arina, and Harvey feel about their personal experiences, like, cause that's their their own take, lah. Right? That's for let's say for VJ, you know, she she is definitely more patriotic than I am, lah. You know, <laughs> I, I I I I I felt it, lah, when she spoke. Uh, when yeah, and Arina probably has a uh, a lot more sentimentality for Singapore than I do. Uh, Harvey can very, you know, in a very unexistential way, uh, declare his loyalty to both Singapore and the Philippines. You know, his love for Singapore and you know his love for his heritage from the Philippines. Uh, it, it, and not seeing any irony and contradiction. Um, and the three of them, yeah, I mean, they are, you, you see the way they each uh, process it is so different. And uh, I also am different. And, and you, Afra, is also so different. You know, so I think... Um, We're all different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've become so irritating, right, to use the word <laughs> you used just now, but that's really the whole point. The D word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, all three of these sessions, they, um, you know, we hope that by putting them out there, by having these conversations with our friends, we we hope that our listeners in one way or another can relate to these conversations. So I think, Ziyang, in your case, you, like you said just now, you kind of compared yourself to them, yeah. right? You you did this, this whole internal reflection thing and you realize... Um, how you're different. Um, for me, I could definitely relate to um, Vijay's story growing up as 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 a mixed race Singaporean. Um, even though I'm not Singaporean, but 
Right, so, so See, <laughs> this, 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 the <laughs> this is a topic for conversation later, but um, I am mixed race. And so um, I think I could relate to a lot of what she said about mm. how you um, define yourself according to your ethnic or racial identity or about how, you know, people look at you and think you look confusing and therefore start to question. You know, the question I always get in Singapore is, are you local? And local is a very, I mean, depending on how you want to think about it, local can be a loaded term because yes. local can already imply local versus foreign, yes. right? Someone who belongs versus someone who doesn't. Um, and then I go into this whole discussion, well, not discussion, but then I start to, inevitably when somebody asks me, are you local? I can't give a straightforward yes or no. I know that when a person asks me, are you local? They're asking, are you Singaporean, yeah. right? And so my answer would be no, but then I've got all these other layers to my identity, yeah. which... That, that's the part I feel, that's why I say it's so vague. See? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's all very ambiguous, um, like, maybe arbitrary. Like this, with this term, I think this is, I mean, local Singaporean, like almost like synonyms, right? So I mean, we're still in the same realm. Because just yesterday, um, uh, I being uh, from the arts, you know, I... Uh, was I went over to the to Gilman Barracks with the gallery cluster to some of the openings to support some friends last night and then I was actually conversing with a, uh, an acquaintance yesterday you know and then she was talking about um, how uh, there were more and more local exhibitions mm. in Singapore in the past few years and because we were talking about, I mean, we saw it. She meant it in a good way because uh, you know about how in the Singapore art scene, you know, within the borders. I mean, at least in that sense, it's still a bit. Uh, it's not so ambiguous, like If we're talking about within the island of Singapore and you know, the exhibitions that happen here, I think it, in terms of the recognition for the artists who live here, mm. you know, there is an increase, la. But then the term of uh, I was very, I found myself thinking la, about that you know that when she said it then I, there was like this little like like, like this like uh, there's this like light bulb you know like, it's like the, you know the the old Microsoft you know that the, the paper clip <laughs> yes yes the paper clip appeared in my head and I was like hey local <laughs> local <laughs> and uh, I, I was like thinking what you know let's say for instance an exhibition by so-called uh, local artists who, you know, if you look at their names on the list of the, in the poster, you see, oh, a Chinese name, you know, like a, you know, I, I'm creating a fake name, uh, like a Lim, Lim Kuan Bing. And then uh, there's an Indian person's name, uh, <coughs> Raj uh, Subaranyam. And then uh, there's a Malay person's name, like Mohammad Rizwan. And then, oh, so you say, oh, all local, ah, all Singaporean. And then, um, for instance, then maybe you see it's funded by, you know, for instance, like, a, I don't know, like French embassy, for instance, or American embassy. Or later you go and read up about the biographies about each artist and eh, that Indian person migrated here from you know, from Mumbai you mm. know, five years ago. Eh, the Chinese. I didn't go read about the Chinese artist. Eh, the the his his mother is from China. 
then suddenly you know all these things you know that that you know the, the idea of the, the true blue local mm. you know starts to you know it starts it to shake blur. yeah, yeah. It shakes you know and suddenly the cracks start appearing on this vase that we call local Singaporean so uh, you know all these things I think yeah that's what I mean uh, you know when I've, I because I myself my own identity I'm you know unambiguously the most if you want to be an ethno-nationalist when we mean that, that you know, identifying with your ra- the race equals nation kind of like uh, art logic I am supposed to be the most you know of that of of Singaporean la. I'm I'm Chinese I belong to the majority you know I I'm male you know in my two years of NS I served <laughs> and sweat and blood and tears for this country and uh, I you know I, I I'm born here I grew up here you know and Yet I find myself so like I, I think about these things so much. I, I find I find myself like having the paper clip in my brain all the time, like, you know, making me question all these things. So even by that, you know, even by my so called, you know, the most normal Chinese uh, most normal Singaporean identity, it didn't uh, guard me against all these paper clips in my brain, like, you know. So, guess that's uh, you know, it's it like we said at the start of this conversation, like you know that people's uh, experiences really uh really defy uh the categorizations, like you know, mm. and you know to assume that someone somehow you know like we. We we want to talk about you know um, real Singaporean. Then there are also ideas of what's a real Chinese person, what's a real Malay person, and then you know when we, for instance, are like a person who looks unambiguously Chinese but can't speak a word of Chinese, and goes to the coffee shop and orders something something very weird, and the 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 person like you know the store owner just like, stares at them like you know like why are you an alien from Mars you know. And even in that case, you know, that person so-called, uh, that the, the race category starts to, you know, in those moments, it, it shakes. And then the, and I hear this also often, like when people who belong to whatever race they are put into, then they, they just don't feel like their experiences fit in. Like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm Malay, but you know, my family doesn't do this and this and this. You know, I'm, you know, I'm Indian, but my family doesn't speak. You know, our mother, we don't speak Hindi. You know, and so, I feel yeah. For myself, like at least as a, for myself as a person, I think in the past few months of. Uh, overthinking all these things and you know I've 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 I realized that 
I can no longer just view people as it's not that I can't I don't think people also view people in their categorizations like by pure will right they mm. make assumptions and stereotypes on very like your know, quick you know very quickly la, when we have to la, you know especially in those moments like uh, you know in everyday situations when you just for instance you know you it sounds horrible <laughs> uh, but I think what I'm trying to say is <coughs> how do I approach each person as an individual as a unique human being with you know characteristics that cannot be replicated in any other way la, and you know and my I guess that's what I'm trying to say that's my goal la, you know of you know not assuming anything of a person although I know I still do you know I think all of us do that but I think it's just this goal I'm trying to get to with you know looking at each person as you know you can be a whole room of Chinese people but I don't want to make any assumptions that all of you are yeah, all of you are, eat, like like to eat Hai Ti Lao and you know listen to JJ Lin or something you know and yeah, not, I'm not gonna make that assumption, lah. You know, and obviously I don't, lah. That's a that's a joke, lah. I mean, no one thinks that, lah. But you know, it's yeah. I guess that's that's what I my 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 takeaway from these three conversations, lah. How beautifully unique each of them are, lah. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I think you know, even though you know these people who defy categories might be confusing, um. For me, it's very entertaining, you know, when I when I end up answering that are you local question and then mm. people really have a look of con- confusion all over their face because they don't understand how I can have all these different layers to my identity. Um, but yeah, I think even though the immediate response is, or rather the immediate feeling that we have is to be confused, it it takes a lot of effort. Like It's not something that happens overnight to be able to go beyond that confusion and to realize that this is actually a reality, right? Um, you know, that that people do indeed define categories. Um, and so that brings us, I think, to Harvey and why I could relate to Harvey's story because he defies the boundaries of nationality in, in some way. Um, so he is... I related to Harvey because I'm Malaysian by nationality, but I... Um, was born and raised in Singapore, so which is why answering the are you local question is not so straightforward. Um, and he is the same, right? So he, did you say he came here when he was very, very young? No, he's born here. He's born here. He became Singaporean only after um, NS, correct? I think that's what he said. Um, but Harvey obviously is very interesting because he he made the decision when he was a certain age to play for the Filipino national rugby team. And at that time, when he made that decision, he had not even been to the Philippines before, right? And so, and even before that, he was playing for the Singapore rugby, Singapore national team. Um, so like, I think to a lot of people, that would be shocking, yeah. right? How can you, how, it, it's, it's, it, how can you represent um, both countries? Where is your loyalty, right? Yeah. How... How dare you, you know, some people might ask, how dare you represent another country when it's this one country which has supposedly given you 
your life or your livelihood. Um, what what identity do you see to this country which you've never visited before? Right, people would be asking all these sorts of questions. But Harvey, like to him, I think what was so fascinating for me was the fact that he, like you said, he found no irony in it, no contradiction. Like it was such an easy decision for him to say, "I'm gonna play for the Filipino national team." Um, this is my way of. Like he said, it's an avenue of me to for, for me to give back to my heritage. Um, so I thought, you know, the way he so easily just said that was so nice. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think it gives us a lot to think about in terms of how we view national belonging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, if I, for me, the the part that was very interesting when he was talking about this uh, in the realm of sports was also th- this idea of how he was giving sight all these examples of these famous like sports people who mm. these athletes who you know actually jump around uh, different national teams quite yes. easily as long as they fulfill some kind of very vague Oh, criteria or oh, you need to live in this place for a number of years if your parents you know this and that and and you know, um, as outsiders, you know, or at least people who you know care about these things, uh, which I don't la. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a real sports person la, But um, in terms of yeah, people who get very shocked about these things, when actually you know, for Harvey, the way he sees it is like, hey, you know, it's just basically, you know, we are just trying to find the best place, you know, the best place that will nurture our talents, you know, that will give us the best opportunities to, to train, you know, and that's about it, you know, it's not like there's some nefarious reason why, oh, I'm going to this other country, you know, betray, you know, there's no like evil intent, so I think that's for me the very interesting part, and then also. I don't want. I don't want to dig up this one. Uh, Is it what I think you're thinking? What? I'm just thinking about you know sports developments in Singapore and you know Singapore's sports champions. Like look at the recent example with um, Lo Ken Yu, hmm. right? And how he has become world champion. Um, and suddenly there were all these people who were giving him money, like raising money for him after he won the championship. Um. Uh, and the reason they were fundraising for him was because Singapore didn't give him anything. Am I right? Like, no, I'm not sure. I, I, that's why I told you. I, 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 <laughs> Is that what you thing. were thinking? Oh, okay. No, that's not. That's not what I was thinking. Um, I think that I think I think that was that was the reason people were fundraising for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember where I was going with this. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, never mind. <laughs> I guess another we can talk about another part of uh, Harvey's uh, story, mm. which is, um, you know, him, uh, taking uh the Malay language, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being assigned or I think being he chose uh-huh. to do Malay as his uh, mother tongue. You know, I mean, okay, I don't want to go down that road of you know, this idea of mother tongue. So, but okay, <laughs> but I mean the second language line school, mother of English. Uh, 
and him uh, and Syed feeling bad about uh, having to you know because Syed is uh, Malay and then you know he goes home to his family to speak and he speaks Malay uh, day in day out with his family he uses the language practices the language all day long Whereas Harvey goes home, he his family speaks English. Uh, you know, he's not as exposed to the language and doesn't have as many op- opportunities to practice it. And so Syed felt a bit bad, and he was like, you know, so you know what was it like? This thing is unfair, you know. Mm. Harvey uh, didn't see that way, lah. You know, and um, and I don't think it really. For me, it, maybe I feel it's unfair for him. But you see, like we said just now, it doesn't really matter what we think, right? Cause, yeah. Because yeah. Harvey himself, being he who, is, he who he is, maybe a person in the same position mm-hmm. would have felt it's unfair. Sure. But Harvey being Harvey... Didn't. didn't. So I feel that's the part that's so interesting like, because of this person's personality. He didn't see this as a injustice. Yeah. And... There are other things he raised as well. It it before you continue, like it stood out to me a lot how Said kept kept asking, Do you not see that as discriminatory? Yeah. You know, and Harvey, you know, kept having to answer, No, I didn't see it as discriminatory <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was just very, very interesting. Like, and th- I mean it brings back us back we are going like uh what's that broken record again? Like, you know, this idea of, you know, people you know, he may be a min- you know, my super, very small minority here, like even smaller than you know, being Malay or Indian. You know, Filipino is a very small minority in Singapore, but uh, his uh, minority-ness didn't define his uh, experience. As in, what I mean by that is, like, you know, if we always think of our minority experiences as being you know uh, for, negative yeah ones. being discriminated mm. against you know being feeling left out mm. and yes all this happen all these things definitely happen but there are also people like Harvey who is a minority but they don't feel that way and we may feel that he he had faced injustice but he didn't you see so are we supposed to take that away from him I don't think so lah no because that is who he is and beyond whatever box we can put people into he is Harvey and uh, an individual yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah I interrupted you no 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 I think I think I didn't really have like a important thing to say um yeah, yeah. So Harvey, yeah, the whole thing about learning Malay language, you know, he talked about how he grew up with a Malay family, right? Yeah. Um, and he even has his own sarong because they gave him one. He picked up all these Malay words. Um, yeah. So you see, even in that case, you see, even I, I really like that part when he talked about how people are very shocked and impressed when he can speak Malay. Yeah. And then he's like, but. Yeah, this is the national language, right? Yes, how many? <laughs> yeah, right. So, and that's the very interesting part, right? You how see? many of us know that Malay, first of all, is the national language, right? 
how many can speak the how many how many can speak how many have an interest yeah. to even you know want to pick up just some words and to speak in that uh, train of thought also the idea of his you see his idea of uh, Singapore identity may be very different from what another person think is Singapore identity mm-hmm. yeah um, him you know feeling like you know growing up with uh, this Malay neighbor family the, the nenek who took care of him you know and then him eating Malay food growing up you know and you know, have you know being very much uh, exposed to Malay culture from a very young age this was his Singaporean experience yeah but so for me you see that is not my experience you see I grew up not doing all these things yeah yet I can both of us have that uh, have that ability to say I grew up in Singapore I live in Singapore or, you yes. know, I identify as Singaporean um because by the very thing we talked about just now, this diversity of experiences, because I think that's the beauty of actually, don't be patriotic about it, uh, the beauty <laughs> of the Singapore identity in a way, yes. because it is not something that can be so easily put into boxes, you know, and uh, or even just you want to put it in a, a sim- even more simplified way, one box, you know, or if you are Singaporean, you must do this, 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 this. You know, like mm. you know how we started the whole series when you you talked about the. I mean, the thing I asked you to read, lah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the, Ten you know, things that yeah. make a, a Singaporean <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when we always see this like viral, you know, like BuzzFeed or whatever, lah, mothership, and you know these viral articles that the clickbait, yeah, clickbaity kinds, lah, like oh, you know. If you eat kaya toast and drink kopi or for your breakfast, means you are a real Singaporean. Hey, Malaysians do that too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even into some Indonesians. Yes, you know, of course. You know, or if you say this and that word, means you're definitely Singaporean. Mm-hmm. But what if you don't? Yeah. Is it? Let's say the the writer I you know people who make these posts you know I don't think they they are like they did like a ton of research you know they are just making things to, to per click and then they get ad revenue and stuff right and you know like let's say this person who listed all these characteristics and they so happen to be things that probably only a Chinese person would you know, oh you eat Chasu rice every other day, for instance. Yeah, not everyone eats chasu rice, you know, because like yeah, and so there are all these things that you know, if especially when you come from the majority, you know, and because you're so comfortable in the majority, and then you don't realize that there are people who have these very different experiences. Mm-hmm. And then when they identify, let's say in Harvey's case, he identifies his Singapore upbringing with you know Malay culture. That is, you know, as Singaporean, as, you know, the Indian person who grew up here, the Chinese person who grew up here, or whatever freaking box, you know, we want to put someone in, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the part that I found very interesting. I think, um, how long have we gone on for? I don't want to bore (coughs) our listeners. Um, 
but I think I think to me that that would what you just said would lead me to kind of my concluding question even if we're not concluding now but um, you know so we have these lists or these characteristics about how we could define what a Singaporean is right we're so used to maybe doing that right and maybe it's fun for some people who knows um, but on the flip side it might also be dangerous because like you said it excludes other people who may not relate to these things um, and so I think the question that would be interesting for all of us to think about is can we redefine the ways in which we define what it means to be Singaporean right when we talk about what it means to be Singaporean um, does it have to be based on <coughs> you do this 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 you say this this that mm. or can it be based on for example um, embracing diversity can that be a Singaporean attribute Right or yeah, I mean, are there? Can we? Def- I think I think it's. I think this is a kind of question that you can never answer. You see? Yes. Yeah, you see, it's like a ever elusive kind of uh, problem. You know, it's like a. You if you think about it, like the creation of the Singapore. Oh my God, we're going going to go forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the creation of the Singapore nation. Uh-huh. You know, with the principles of multiracialism, regardless of this, 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 and this, blah, blah, blah. And that, in that respect, the, the Singapore government was trying to create an identity that was very embracing of diversity. Yeah. Then we are now the products of that. And then we find that, hey, you know, it's still not enough. Yeah. So, is therefore you know our generation will, will find a you know find another try to find another way of redefining sure. the Singapore identity or the principles of what it means to be a Singaporean. Yeah. And I think maybe fifty years down the road, another self young people will be like you know angry about you know something and you know maybe doing something more advanced than a podcast la, and <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah. I don't want <coughs> I don't want to imagine the world where technology <laughs> advances so far even more um, but I think that that's the whole point it's it's yeah. it's the fact that <coughs> we can never find a straightforward answer to this question um, this goes back to another important phrase that Vijay said is that identity is <coughs> ever evolving um, and so that also means that our answers to the question "Are you Singaporean?" will also maybe, or, or rather, what makes a Singaporean, um, will also evolve with time, with context, mm. and maybe there just isn't a straightforward answer. There could be multiple answers because yeah. we all live differently as Singaporeans. We yeah. all have different life experiences as Singaporeans, or alternatively, as people who grow up in Singapore but might not be Singaporean by nationality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah that would be the interesting question mm. and I guess to for me to conclude just like a final you know throw I'm just gonna throw this question out there to stir more shit uh, can national can nationality can you know, uh, being Singaporean truly coexist with how Singapore is, you know, which is a very cosmopolitan. I mean, why now? What I mean by that is like, you know, 
Singapore being so open to you know foreigners and uh, you know different cultures and you know different identities all mm-hmm. day long like yeah you know, I mean at least pre COVID it used to be way more open like, you know where you know have foreigners uh, of all stratas economic stratas of society coming here to work coming here to live coming here to raise their children and you know some even settling here for the long run and then uh you know when and then some who do who leave you know and some who you know just see this place as a place to pass through as people have for hundreds of years mm-hmm. way before the creation of the, this country and mm-hmm. and uh can uh can we really ever uh you know can the can these two uh characteristics ever really you know be in union la. yeah can they can you be like so open and yet choose an identity that is exclusive yeah mm-hmm. so i guess that's something just ponder about la. i don't think we want to go on forever thinking about that la. <laughs> yes we can think about it on our own time and you know talk maybe, to our yeah, friends maybe we'll about talk about it. it in another episode mm-hmm. yeah I guess yeah this is the end of this episode um, we have uh, another one actually we are planning another one that has to do with uh, Singapore's other islands you know Singapore's not just one island but many islands and uh, yeah we'll be coming back here with uh, very interesting guests and yeah we hope to have you here again listening to us ramble on <laughs> and with that good night and uh, see you again. See you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>